Welcome back to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And it feels good to be back. We were off for a week. It feels longer than that, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> Getting back into the Friday Night Lights world, like I promise we will be on a on a more um, of a schedule. We started this. We did five shows. We took a hiatus. We're going to do a couple more. Then we're taking a break for the holidays, but... <laughs> We're in it. Just be, just stay with us, please. Just stay yeah. with us. Yeah. But tonight we're discussing season one, episode six, El Accidente. Original air date, November 6th, 2006. Written by Carter Harris and directed by Dan Lerner. This was a heavier episode. It was. But, but good. I enjoyed, as I Im- typically do. It was an important episode. For sure. It was important. Yep. Yeah. Uh, The summary goes, to good friends and Texas forever, the Dillon Panthers are frustrated facing the possibility of last week's key win over Arnett Mead being overturned due to Ray Tatum's recruitment. Police interrupt a sluggish practice with an arrest warrant for star defense tackle Bobby Reyes after he viciously assaults another student outside of the sandwich shop. Mm, Viciously is the correct term. (laughs) Yeah. Did uh, Randy Doodle watch with you? Of course. He watches every time I'm home and when I'm not home and I'm recording with you, he's in the chat. It's so sweet. Did he, did he like this episode? He did. He um, vomited over the Tim and Lila stuff, but... Vomited? Yeah. He's like, oh, with this again. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I mean, I like light prediction here. I don't think this Tim and Lila stuff is happening anymore. Uh, Yeah, actually, I wanted to bring up the four words that I gave you last week just to remind you. Mm -hmm. So the four words that I paired with this episode were arrest, witness, morals, and lie, which you did a pretty good job. You thought maybe arrest had to do with um, when they vandalized the other team's car. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't see this coming. No, But how could you see this coming, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, and uh, I was like, oh, no, 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 don't happen. This can't happen. And it was really bad. Yeah. All right. So the episode opens. This district continues its investigation into the regulation violations about voodoo. So as we know, if found guilty, the Panthers would suffer their win against Arnett Mead. So this is like the overall big thing that we keep waiting on. I feel like every episode is just so tense. It's so, so fucking tense. Every and that's episode. just football, I guess. Yeah. Right? Football teams and this in town, high school. This town. <laughs> this the football is is the the prize of the town. So if this is if this something is up in the air, everyone is like on edge at all times. Right. Yeah. This is a big this is a big deal. Yeah. All right. So one evening the whole team, they're out, but they're in separate groups. They're hanging out at the local diner. I guess the sandwich shop. Yeah, they called uh, it the sandwich shop. Yeah, that was according to the Friday Night Lights wiki. Yeah, um, I would call it a diner, but we're East Coast, so we call anything like that a diner. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so we're just going to call it, we're going to call it the diner. The diner. Uh, But by the way, we have to also mention, even though everyone's hanging out, the TV is playing and they're talking about, the news is talking about waiting for the district 
to make the decision. So things are real tense. So we have Saracen hanging out with Landry and their friend Kurt. And they're talking about how Matt is starting to change because of the team. And at this point, Matt gets called over by Smash, who's hanging out with his group. And Smash is just introducing him to some girls and talking to the rest of the team. And this is just proving Kurt's point that Matt is starting to change. He's going to the dark side. Mm -hmm. At this point, Voodoo then walks in and Smash asks him, like, what are you doing here? They start talking back and forth, smack. And then Bobby Reyes interjects. And Voodoo calls him a wetback. I guess Voodoo hasn't been around since he made the stink in the locker room. Yeah. Has it been, I guess, maybe a few days? And so Smash is like, get out of here. Like, you're not welcome in here anymore because we're a team and you didn't play like a team member, essentially. So, um yeah, he walks in there with an attitude and he brings his friends. It's like where do these yep. friends come from? <laughs> well, he quick, he quickly he quickly made some mm-hmm. because clearly he doesn't have any on the team, but he said, "I'm not here to make friends." He did say that. So, good point on catching that. Who was he with? Right, who are these people? He brings them, I guess, yeah. is back up in security and the guys are like, get out of here. And it's it's it looks like it's going to be heated. And it almost it does, gets heated. Right. It does get heated. And actually, Riggins is the one to step yeah. in and make the peace, which Smash is like, oh, my God. Peacemaker. Like, who are You're, you? Right. Um, But that gets broken up. And then Kurt continues to trash talk, but not in any racist manner, but he keeps running his mouth. Yeah, he's he heads like, this out. town's about football. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Right, right. He's just over it, especially because his friend has turned. And he heads out to leave, and Bobby follows him and starts questioning him on what he was saying and then just beats him up badly, and Kurt ends up in the hospital from this. Yeah, this is really, really awful. And I feel like as soon as people got word that Bobby like got up, they should have questioned. Because why would he all of a sudden—he got up angry. He ran right. outside— and followed him. So it took them, it was a little delayed for me for them to catch on to what, what was actually happening outside, which was awful. And he was really, he was kicking the shit out of him. He was really be- beating him up badly. He could have killed him. He did. Right. He could have. Right. But I mean, so bad that he did end up in the hospital. Right. And you're right. No one actually saw what happened. So at this point, like, we know what happens, but it looks like, you know, Bobby got hit and we don't know what happened. Like, was it defense? So mm-hmm. anyway, the next day at practice, the board still hasn't made a decision. And Voodoo is at practice, but he's wondering why he's not getting any snaps from Good. coach. Please. Yeah. All right. And Matt approaches Bobby and asks him what happened with Kurt. And then the cops show up and they have a r- warrant for Reyes and they to arrest him. They arrest him. Yeah, it's not just like it's hearsay. No, this kid is in the hospital and we're taking you in for questioning. Like, <laughs> right. it's a really bad like, situation, and nobody knows the the true story. Right. So after practice, coach calls in Matt, Tim, and Smash to ask him what they know, and they said, "Listen, we didn't see anything, but it was all talk." Yeah. Like. Nothing really happened. You don't got to worry about it. Simultaneously, 
Kurt's mom goes to visit Tammy to line up Kurt's homework for the week because he's out. And she doesn't want to talk about it because she says, we all know how this will go. Bobby will be back on the field because he's a football player and nothing will happen. There will be no consequences, which Tammy's looking at her because we know Tammy. She's taking it as, okay, I'm the coach's wife. I'm also the guidance counselor, but I'm also a mother. And she says that she believes her. And Kurt's mom says, I know my son, he doesn't get into fights. So you're the coach's wife. You already know how this is going to go and brushes Tammy yeah, off. And she, it's um, interesting to see an outsider looking in on the football team, someone whose kid is not a part of the football team. And we've seen this a, a couple of times now and how kind of like to go back to One Tree Hill for like a second, but in that first episode of One Tree Hill and all those boys are on the basketball team and they steal the boss or whatever. Like none of them get reprimanded because they are, you know, the basketball team. This is Tree Hill High. Don't talk about us. My dad is Dan Scott. Like he'll get us out, not to worry. And it reminds me of that where these kids time and time again, they're getting off easy because they are like the pride and joy of their, of their town. And how unfair to be someone on the outside who isn't a part of the football team to see how much special treatment they get and how they the other people get nothing. So she's like, I knew this was going to happen, and you're the coach's wife, so like you know how this is going to go. And almost Tammy was like, but uh, but I have no control over it. Like she was like she was like I'm on your side, but the mom of course walks out because she's upset. And she knows how it's going to go. Right. And Tammy even brings it up to Eric when they're leaving to go home that day. And Eric like just brushes it yeah, off. No, he didn't want to talk about it. Mm-mm. Yeah. So Eric and Buddy, <laughs> they head to go visit Reyes. And do, should we call him Reyes or Bobby? These kids. I know. It's, always it's interchangeable. Me. It's whatever okay. you want. All right. Dealer's so choice. Yes. Yeah, so they go to visit Bobby and Bobby looks Eric straight in the eye and tells him that he made a mistake. He recounts the whole story for him, how they were watching the hearing on TV. It got tense. Kurt started mouthing off, called him a wetback, and then Bobby asked Kurt to apologize. And he didn't, so they started fighting. And he says, Coach, you know I'm trying to control my temper, but I'm telling you the truth, and looks him right in the eye. Yeah, and Ooh. coach says, you better not lie to me. Like, look me in the eyes and you better not lie. And he did, straight yeah. to his face. And I'm like, no, this motherfucking right. kid. Well, it continues because then Bobby makes a statement on TV and exaggerates the story even more. He's outside with his whole family and Tammy is just not buying it. Yeah, and she, she lays knows. Out, she knows. She lays out the facts and she says, listen, Kurt is a straight A student. He never had any issues. I believe what his mom is saying. Bobby has a record. He's resisted uh, arrest before. Mm -hmm. You need to look at all the sides here. And Eric is still like going back and forth. He's like, no, you know, he he told me he looked me straight in the eye. You know, he wouldn't lie to me. Right. And they're like, he's one of our best offense. He's an offense. I forget exactly what position he played on the team, but, 
you know, coach yeah. is not really wanting to give that up because they, he's an essential part and they need him. So he's like, la, 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 don't tell me anything. I'll believe what I want until I have to be shown otherwise. And he does eventually get there. But it did take coach a little bit to believe him. It did. And the other thing that's going on is this whole situation with Buddy and Voodoo, right? Yeah. So that's really taking up Eric's mind. And right. then on top of this, you have this. And he's like, eh, I believe him. Like, he's been doing better. I don't even know Kurt, but I know Bobby. Right. Well, meanwhile, we're still waiting to hear the verdict from the council. And Landry is really upset with Matt because it seems like Matt only cares about whether the team is going to keep the win. And he doesn't even believe Kurt like Landry does. And this is their friend that they've known for years. But Matt doesn't know what to do or how to feel. Does he? Should he go against the team or should he go against his friend? Yeah, he's in a moral dilemma as a 16-year-old would be, I'm assuming. Like, this is my team. Yeah. I'm just starting to really fit in here. I'm the new quarterback. Like, I have a... A promise to my team, but also this guy has been my one of my best friends since I was a kid. So how do I believe right. that? Yeah, he's he's struggling. Yeah, Landry even says something along the lines of like, "You're QB one. You can make a statement." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I'm not Peyton Manning. Yeah. I can't make a statement." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You could actually be the one who changes the team and allows yeah. there to be consequences for them and things like they they fuck up, they they get punished for." And so, you could be this QB that is like roots for the underdog and roots for like the, you know, the people of the town that aren't on the football team. Like we we shouldn't get preferential treatment. We should be like everyone else. And he could be that person. It just yeah. took him a little bit to get there. I mean, we'll see. He does eventually, I'm sure we'll get to it, come clean because he feels as though I am going against my my old friend by not saying right. positive things about him and the fact that I believe he actually didn't do this. Yes, we will get there. Yeah. I promise Of course, you I know. <laughs> All right. So Buddy and Eric, they have to take care of the situation. So they meet with an old friend of Buddy and it's really sketchy because it just magically worked that that Voodoo's 30-day of residence checks out. And before all of this happens, Eric tells Buddy that he's not going to lie. But essentially, Eric does lie. Yeah. This it's all, it's, it's all um, lots of words being thrown around, too, that like I got the gist of what was happening. But also I'm like, wait, what did we lie about? I'm confused. So they, well, they're, they're lying. Yeah, they're lying about Voodoo's 30 day of residence right. being in Dylan, which is bullshit. The right. the timeline does not match up. But Buddy's yeah, good old friend Coach said he was only there for two weeks. Right. It's. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just like who you know, and we'll just make it work. And so because this worked out, the team does get to keep their win. And so everybody is celebrating, which only fuels Landry to be even more mad. And he's not speaking to Matt, which we have this scene where they're at the diner and Matt and Landry are separate. And Julie comes in and she's like, what's going on with you two? Mm -hmm. You look pathetic, not speaking. And so Matt goes over to talk to Landry and tries to tell him his side of the story. Like, I'm under a lot of pressure. I can't go against the team. 
And Landry's like, again, you're QB1. Reyes is crazy. He assaulted one of your our friends. You can do something about this. But then Bobby shows up because now Bobby's out, right? Like Bobby uh, right now is just free to walk. And he shows up. He makes a snide comment to Landry and Matt. And Matt's like, just leave it alone. And Landry goes after him in yeah, the parking lot. I'm surprised. But also yeah. he's so angry and his he's fueling yeah. this fire in him. And as soon as Raya says something to him, he's like, are you kidding? You're going to really right. like try and, and say something to me when I know that you're in the wrong. And he just lost it. And he's like, I don't even care. Like, he didn't even care. It was he good. didn't. He didn't. And he says, I'm not afraid of you. Right. And he, he, Landry says to Matt, like, Kurt was right. You have crossed over. And Bobby just acts like his shit don't stink because now he can say whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, he can mess with whomever. It doesn't matter. He's free to walk. He's on the football team. He told his story like all things are good. Except that night, Matt ends up going over to Coach's house and explains that Kurt actually didn't say anything. He's not a racist, and it was actually Voodoo who said those things. And he apologizes that it took so long, but he was trying to decide what was right and what was right for the team. Right. Like, I think as soon as the press conference or whatever, the news conference was held that Bobby was saying, oh, he, you know, he called me a racial slur. Like, they were all that there. So Matt knows he didn't he didn't say anything. So like, I'm right. sorry that it did take me this long to come forward but I feel like as soon as like they had that on television where Bobby was talking about what happened and they all were sitting there like they know he didn't say anything besides like Ugh, football. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, it, t- it just it just took him a minute to decide on what was right. And luckily he made the right decision. Matt. Yeah. So coach goes to visit Kurt and he apologizes for what happens and Kurt's like yeah that's nice and all but as soon as I get back to school the football team is going to destroy me and coach promises that that's not going to happen so then he has a talk with Bobby and gives it to him straight like how dare you lie to me like you looked me straight in the eye and I believe in you, but I cannot help you. You're off the team and you need to work out your anger issues. Yeah, you need need to start going to therapy. You need to go talk to the guidance counselor. Right. Something's got to give here. And like, good for him. Yeah. And Bobby, you know, he expresses that he was scared and he didn't know what else to do. And this is all he has. And coach is like, well, that's, I can't help you here. You got to go. You got to go work out your issues. Right. So, I really liked that scene. Yeah, same. Because I liked the fact that he was, he coach showed disappointment, but he also said, like, I believe in you, but you, I, no one here can help you. You actually need to go seek outside help for that. Right. Yeah. And I just loved even when he was with Kurt and he said, like, it will not have, on my watch, you will never be touched by one of my players again. And I, I don't know if I, I expected to like, see a scene and hey we might get it next week but I doubt it of like coach addressing his team and saying like we respect others and you know we're a team and we have a a reputation to uphold and we're not going to be disrespecting or physically harming anyone because of what is said about us like that let it roll off your back. You guys need to let this roll off your back and so I expected a conversation like that but I'm glad I'm hopeful that 
this will continue, obviously, and Coach is not going to allow any violence anywhere right. near this team or anyone a part of it or on the outside of it. And no talk like that either. Right. We're not. There's a zero tolerance policy here. We're not going to allow that kind of language to be used either. Right. You know, even though that came from voodoo. It came from voodoo. voodoo. Is on the team, and that's awful. Yeah. Anyway, we have a quick little catch up with Tyra. To go back to, she, to voodoo, though, I just have yes. a, I'm just surprised that he's still on the team. Like he's willingly wanting to be a part of it after this. He stormed out, and then it was like, "Well, you you're still on the team, so how dare you go and call one of your team members a racial slur?" Like, does this guy? Did this he ever say anything to you? I not that we've seen, but like. Voodoo, what are you doing? Why are you even entertaining it if you don't care about making friends and you don't care about where you are? Like, why even start it? Let it roll off your back. But anyway, I digress. You mean, you mean, why did he even say anything? Yeah, why did you have to come into the burger joint or diner or whatever it is and start saying shit? And like, I don't know. I just, I was confused as to why he still cared about going in there and caring uh, caring about even being part of the team. Like I was surprised he even went back to practice. Yeah. I Yes. Um, I think him going into the diner, if Smash or Riggins didn't say anything to Voodoo, nothing would have happened. I think yeah. the fact that they're like, what are you doing here? Right, right. And Reyes spoke up and then Voodoo was like, oh, fuck y'all. I'm just, I don't give a shit. And he's he's got a bad attitude. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so Tyra, she's flunking algebra. She wants to go to California, and she doesn't want to get stuck in Dylan and end up like Tammy. Yeah, imagine hearing that. <laughs> I don't want to end right. up like you. I don't want to be a coach's wife. Yeah, she visits Tim really quick to mention that Bart Oliver is going to ask her out, FYI, and he just doesn't care. That's so sad to me. That, that was she, it. She needed to go there. She needed to try her last shred of dignity to make Tim jealous or make him want to come back. And he's like, cool, let him have you. Like, I don't care. And she's like, fuck you. Like, I, why am I even here? And I was like, oh, Tyra, why did you go? No, why did you go there? I know, right? Like, I didn't want her to do that. You're better than that. Right. Like, so much better. Each time I think that she is and that she is stronger and, has more self-worth, I realize she really doesn't. And that's so sad. And I, I look forward to a day where she can finally be like, you know what, Tim? Fuck you. You never appreciated me. And I'm thriving. Like, I'm, I'd am i want that for her, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready to get to this messy triangle? Oh. Because this is, this is the last that we have to talk about. And this was so unrealistic. <laughs> Well, okay. All right. So Jason is doing better. We saw last week. His spirits are high. His spirits are high. Lyle comes to visit him one afternoon and Jason wants to fool around. The nurse catches him and tells him like, sorry, bud, you can't have sex yet. It's not safe to ejaculate. Right. Because he has the catheter in, right? Yeah, and so, which I'm sure is so frustrating, and it's so embarrassing. Meanwhile, Lila is feeling guilty, continues to feel guilty. She visits Tim while he's working on his truck with Billy to tell him that, no, but for real, we have to stop this because we just can't do it anymore. I take full responsibility. It's messed up. I care for you, but we need to stop. Right. 
Yeah. Yep. Uh, so then Jason calls Tim about how he needs to come down. And Tim is late because of his car issues. And then Jason rips him a new one, <laughs> which I love. It. And how he hasn't been there. What happened to Texas forever? Where's the bond? I need you. Grace period's over. Yeah. Which I love. He also told him how, you know, Lila comes on down here. She's chipper as all hell. And I fucking hate it. But I love that girl. And I saw <laughs> you could see that Tim like clocked that like, oh, my God, you know. Like, he loves Lila. Mm-hmm. I love Lila. Because I believe Tim is loving Lila right now. Yeah, I think so. It's starting. I it, think he yeah. thinks he does. But, you know, we'll we'll see. So Tim gets the message, and he has a plan that he's going to break uh, Jason out of rehab for the day. So... As Jason and Tim are sneaking out, which it's it's super cute because Tim's carrying Jason and he's putting him into his it's truck. A, it's adorable. I just it had is. a hard time with the fact that Tim literally had to put his hands on Jason's shoulders for him to lift weights, but yet he could just physically keep his head up while he was in the car. And then like, I just was like, wait, what? This guy should be having a neck mean? brace. Like he... While lifting weights, she said, you need to place your hands here so that he doesn't fall forward because of the way that he's moving his body, you know, his head and neck can fall forward. Yeah, but, but he was moving, t- he was using weights though. Yeah, I guess. I just so was like, like, oh, okay. Like he has full control over his neck now. I don't know. I, whatever. It's, it was adorable. I enjoyed all of it. But yeah. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So as, uh, Tim is loading Jason into the truck. Lila catches them. And at first she's like, what are you doing? And Jason's like, babe, I really need this. So then she just, she decides to join them. And we have this scene with the three of them sitting in a row in the truck. And Jason's just like, this is so great. Me, you, Riggs, how great is this? My best friend and my girlfriend. I love you guys. So good. They stop at a rest stop in which Lila and Tim talk about how it's awkward, but we have to do this for Jason. It's Jay's big day, so we're just going to put everything aside. So they go for a boat ride. They have a bonfire. They reminisce about the old days. They're making jokes, best friends. That What's more important than football? It's friendship. Right. He says over anything now, I see friendship is my most important thing. Yeah. And if anything, the three of us can figure it out. We can get through anything together. Yeah, and Tim says that. I know. I'm like, oh, well, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. So they return Jason to rehab, which the nurse is pissed, pissed, which I don't blame them. I'm surprised nobody called, noticing right. he was gone, like call his parents, be like, hey, um, do you know where your son is? Because he's not here. But Whatever. Lila and Tim decide that Jason can never know what happened between them, which, like, duh. Duh. (laughs) Yeah. So they say goodbye to Jason, and Tim says, I'll walk you to your car. So as they're walking to Lila's car, Jason is watching this happen outside the window. And he can't hear anything but you can read body language and they're embracing and they're just too having, long. They're embracing for too long. Is it too long of a friendship hug? Liz? Yeah, I think it may yeah. be. It, it may have it's, been a friend too long of a friendship hug. It's too long. And, and Jason, Jason knows. 
knows something's not right. And you could just tell in his face, like, uh, oh, shit. This is bad for this kid who is doing his best, the best he possibly can. Mentally, he's trying to be strong, and he sees hope in his girlfriend and hope now in his best friend. And then it's like, well, just the carpet gets ripped up from under him, and he can tell something has has been and is going on there. Yeah. Mm. So our last scene, we have... Excuse me, I have Ajita. <laughs> we have Tammy and Coach. They're in bed, and Tammy says that Reyes came in for counseling, which is really good. But then mm-hmm. Buddy knocks on their front door, and he says, "What's the story on Reyes? Voodoo is gone." So earlier practice, Coach had Voodoo playing defense, and turns out Voodoo went back to Louisiana. He was interviewed by Helen Stark, and he told her that he only lived here for two weeks, and he was actually recruited, and now Arnett Mead is a loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Voodoo, he was a loose cannon this whole time, and they took a risk on him, and it ultimately backfired. Like, Coach didn't want to do it, but he's like, oh, he's a good player. It would be good for the team. And, of course, Jason is out, and... Now look at where it's landed him. <laughs> yeah, they got a win, but now it's going to be taken away from them because they took in Voodoo, who was like a flight risk at that point. Right. Yeah. Poor coach. Poor coach. I mean, he was having such a nice moment in bed with Tammy. Yeah. They were like after to, something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to answer the door to Buddy. Yeah. Ugh. What a buzzkill after that. And then to find this out that, oh, by the way, Voodoo came clean and your team actually doesn't have that win. So that really sucks. But that's the end of our summary. When we come back, we're going to have our first ever patron episode for Talking Texas Forever. Vic is joining us and I can't wait to hear her thoughts and comments. Yeah, same. Welcome back from break. This is really exciting. This is our first patron episode here, and we're joined by Vic. Vic, welcome to Talk in Texas Forever. So excited to have you here. I'm so excited. Yay. (laughs) And this is really fun because, as you know, there's so many newbies to this show, but you've actually seen the series, so I am not by myself with this. Yes, I watched it once like three years ago. Do you remember... Because uh, like me, when I watch a series only once through, which you already know, but I can't really remember a favorite season. And I'm curious, do you have a favorite season? I, huh. I want to say the most interesting season might have been season three. Mm-hmm. But a favorite season? I don't know. I would like to say the last one, but I don't think I have one. I would need to watch it again. Right. Yeah, like I think after this rewatch and us discussing it and it'll be your second time rewatching it, you and I will end up with our favorite seasons. I'm confident in that. Do you happen to have a favorite character and least favorite character without spoiling? (laughs) Favorite character? I mean, I love Tammy, but I have a very soft spot for Tyra. Nice. Yes. Yes. 
I just want to say she's misunderstood. <laughs> I can tell that from off the bat. That's how yeah. I feel too. And Liz, I, I'm starting. I know she's starting to feel that way too. And I'll read it as we get into our listener questions and comments. But uh, Lisa is not a fan of Tyra. And she sends me all her newbie comments and they crack <laughs> oh, no. me up. But uh, Vic, do you have a least favorite character? I don't want to hate on anybody, but I, I don't like Lila. I don't. <laughs> I don't. And I want to like her this second rewatch. And I tell the girls during the watch, I'm really sorry if I'm a broken record, but every little thing I see on screen, I'm like just throwing shade at it. And they're like, no, it's okay. It's okay, Vic. Yeah, she's tough. (laughs) She's really tough. And I didn't even realize that this was going to be like a a pattern. (laughs) That so many people kind of, (laughs) something about Lila, we can't put our finger on it, but we just don't, we're not like invested or attracted to that type of character. Like she's very soft spoken and the actress is great. It's just, I don't like the way she goes about things. Oh yeah. The decisions right off the bat are (laughs) not good. (laughs) It's not good. So over in our newbie corner, we have Tish. She sent uh, a few comments and questions. Um, She feels it's not the end of voodoo. We will see him again. He left too angry and feels like it's unfinished business. And I know Randy was wondering this as well. But Liz, what do you think? Will we see Well, Randy and I were discussing maybe voodoo would play for an opposing team and we would see him again. But if he's going back to Louisiana, Randy was kind of saying like how high school probably they probably wouldn't cross each other's paths again because they're not in the same state. Um. But I don't know, there's a part of me that feels like we're kind of done with voodoo. And there's a part of me that feels like, yeah, they could bring him back. So I don't know if right away, maybe, maybe down the line, it'd be cool if like he went to like a college with someone else and they played football, they played football together. But I don't think that that's what's going to (laughs) happen. Okay. Do you think Jason will confront Lila and Tim in the next episode? And then Bobby... Bill Bob, he had a follow-up to this. Uh, and seeing what Jason saw, if it were you, would you think something was going on between Riggins and I'm Lila? I'm trying to put myself in <laughs> Jason's shoes. And, I mean, <laughs> like, our friend John is super warm, right? And I could see him embracing someone, like a close friend of mine, for a while, if like they needed comfort, like their boyfriend's in rehab, like I could see him just being there because he's a warm, emotional person. But Tim is not. But he is, though. So <laughs> it's hard to say because I know Jason knows Tim on a different level than how I know him as so far. But he's ve- he seems to be getting to be a very a, a softy. And I'm looking forward to obviously where the growth is there. But I don't know. I don't know if I would think anything is happening. I mean, the embrace was a really long embrace. <laughs> you wanted, you wanted that long I, friendship hug. That's what Michelle <laughs> she goes, what is said. this a too long of an embrace? I'm like, a little bit for a pair that seems to, I don't know. Again, like here I go back to the history of, I don't know these people. So did Tim and Lila have a, a friendship? before this or are they strictly like oh that's lila tim uh 
Jason's girlfriend and I'm Jason's best friend? Or did they have, did they hang out, you know, outside of school by themselves? Or did they have like a study hall class together? Like, were they friends? Like, I don't know. So I think Jason knows what's up because I get the feeling that these two aren't really close. So he's like, what's happening there? Why are they hugging for so long? And they did like touch foreheads, like forehead touch, kind of like a, like about to be a kiss. That's what I was going to say. After they hugged, did you notice that they held hands? hands. They were like faces very close. They're lucky they didn't kiss, Mm -hmm. but they might as well have at that point, I think in Jason's mind, because Jason knows these two people really well. And he can tell just from those glances and embraces that something is going on. Oh, Jason. So Vic, if you were Jason, would you think something was going on? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it always takes me back to the moment they had together when the four of them were together, the two couples by the fire pit. And the entire time, it's only Jason and Tim talking to each other. And Tyra and Lila are just kind of leaning on their men and not once say a word to each other, not once join the conversation. So I felt like, oh, it's just Tim and Jason and their girlfriends that are not even That's how I interpret it as well. And it's funny because Tyra and Lila don't even seem to like each other, but because of their boyfriends, they were hanging out. They hang out in a way. They tolerate tolerate. each other. Liz, do you think Jason will confront Lila and Tim in the next no, episode? No, not in the next episode. I think he's going to hold it in for a little bit and kind of dig and see if he can get it out of them first as as opposed to like actually confronting them about it. I think he wants them to own up to it without him having to even say anything. And it's just going to eat at them. And he's going to keep saying, you know, saying something and it's going to manipulate them enough where they're going to crack. I just don't know when that's going to be. I wasn't expecting that guilt trip. I wasn't expecting this to happen so soon, like where Jason does find out. So I'm glad that we're not prolonging that. It's just now we're going to prolong how long it is before everyone knows and it's out in the open. And also wondering, was Jason speculating? Did they just kiss? Did they sleep together? Right. How far did it go? Was it just like we have a crush here and it's kind of a mental cheat? Like I'm hanging out with you just as friends. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he doesn't know the extent of any of it. Uh, It's really messed up. And I feel really terrible. Yeah. And there's really, uh, I don't foresee like having any sort of friendship between the boys at least in the near future because of this. So I don't know where we'll go with that. My motto for this show is always poor Jason. (laughs) Poor Jason. He goes through poor Jason. I mean, already in the first episode, whatever, you know, what happens to him and the continuation of that. Yeah. Yeah, Poor Jason is right. Uh, Tish wants to know who did it better. Seth, Summer and Ryan breaking Marissa out. (laughs) After her OD, or Tim and Lila breaking Jason out. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, how do we choose between the babies? Um, I mean, I think it's easy. Obviously, I'm biased. biased, but there's no cheating happening in the OC. Right. It's more genuine and just Luke. Well, just Luke. Luke just Luke. <laughs> it's innocent and genuine. So, yeah, I guess I would have to go with the OC. Vic. The OC, all the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Will asks, 
Will Landry function as the moral compass of the show, or is this a one? No, he's the mouth McFadden of this show. That's how I view him. So as soon as we closed the books, I said to Randy, I go, I know you didn't watch One Tree Hill. This is another One Tree Hill reference I'm making, but he is the mouth McFadden. He's going to be that underdog that everyone loves, that always has the right moral compass, that's funny, that's quirky, and that is just always there to be a good friend. And I see Landry continuing to do this for Matt because he needs to put Matt in his place because, you know, Matt can get a little lost in the head of with what's happening because of him being on the football team and what that means for him. So I, for, I totally see Landry continuing being this person. Vic, what are your thoughts on Landry? I think he's a great friend to Matt and it's kind of like yeah. the friend Matt needs because he's sucked into this whole like popularity thing. Now he's a big football star and I want to say Landry's the one that's going to keep him grounded but how you mentioned the one tree hill reference list when we were watching and we did the chat i'm like i don't know about you guys but this whole matt with landry and caster kind of reminds me of yeah. lucas and uh-huh. jimmy yeah and same yeah <laughs> how he yeah. starts dividing you know separating from them and they're kind of feeling it like hey you know you're leaving us out now we're your friends we're your yep. real friends yeah people. agreed but yeah i think I think Landry will be the type of guy that's always going to be there for Matt, whether Matt wants to or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bobby wants to know, at your school, did you ever see athletes get away with stuff like Reyes just because they were athletes? I have no idea because I wasn't involved mm-hmm. with sports, but Liz, did our, this I happen mean, in our school? I don't know if I knew anyone directly or or heard a story about it, but I feel like this definitely does happen. I can't say that it happened in our high school. I'm sure it did, but I was trying to think of an example. I feel like I had, it was like a show or a movie and I don't remember what it was, but it it was kind of like the same thing. Like, Oh, the, you know, the kids, he flunks it, but he's still gonna play the Friday night's game, even though he flunked math or, you know, like he needs this more than he needs his grades to be good or so I'm sure it happens all the time. I can't say for sure that I knew anyone that it happened to, but I think it probably happens all the time. What about you, Vic? What was your high school football athlete situation like? I had friends in football and soccer, but it wasn't like I find out the dirt, but definitely I would think the grades, like if they were getting a low grade, they tried to make sure that they didn't get it so low so they can play. Or if they were tardy or something, they wouldn't put it, you know, that they were tardy. Right. Yeah. Because then they couldn't play. And it's hard to, I think, gosh, because I, you know, sometimes if you don't, if you're struggling academically, but you're really excelling in a sport, I think there should be kind Mm -hmm. of this allowance, you know, you should be allowed to play, but as long as you're showing good participation, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Because not everyone is so skilled in that department or if someone's really good at art and they're struggling in math, but they're really shining in this one department. But I also think then there's the level of if you're an athlete and you think you can get away with anything, right. that's not good. Yeah, that's preferential treatment. Exactly. Right. You don't want yeah. it. Right. Uh, with two losses because of voodoo, do you think they'll make the playoffs or go to state? Um, 
I guess so. I feel like how we how are we going to have a show that's about football where these kids like don't actually <laughs> get there, you know, like <laughs> at least I mean, yeah. hey, maybe in the first season they won't and in next season they'll really work at it and it will they'll get to state or whatever. But I don't foresee that. I think that they're probably going to get there eventually and they're just going to keep winning from now on. I, I mean, I, does it weigh out? I, I don't know how that works. <laughs> like we, if we keep winning, let's yeah. just say like eight out of 10, we won. Do they get to go to the playoffs? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so coach is clearly into coaching for the love of the game and not the slimy parts like buddy. If it took you going against your own morals to heavily advance your career, like with the opportunity coach has, would oh, you do it? I would probably just like not be able to sleep or eat or anything. So I'd say no, it would, the stress would weigh too heavy, you know? Yeah. Vic. No, I can't. Yeah. I, I, Remember what I said on Three Gossip Girls, how Chivy probably yeah, has stomach yeah, yeah. issues from all the stress? <laughs> that would be me. Like, I'm not. I am just an awful liar. Like, I can never yeah. do anything. And sometimes I feel like because I can't, not exaggerate, but like um, fluff yourself and put yourself out there. And sometimes I feel like because I don't do that, it almost holds you back yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm always just like, no, this is who I am, and yeah. it's just how it I don't, is. I don't know how to lie. Like when right. my friends say, just say this. I'm like, okay, but how would you say it? How would you word it? Because I don't know how to lie. Like I can't just lie. And I don't know if you guys in college you took like an ethics test to like decide where you belong. No, I took one, and I was told I was too empathetic and too nice to be in a business Mm. major because one of the questions was kind of like a baby a stranger's baby or something and I preferred to help that woman than to help myself or something and the guy's like to be in business you need to be ruthless you need to step over people I'm like I can't step on people yeah you're in the wrong major (laughs) you know it's like it's an ethic it's a long test but it's an ethics test. And it just gives you a bunch of questions and it's, there's no right and wrong answers. It's just however right. you answer, that's what your end result will be. Right. Interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like I've taken, you know, tests like that. Like we've done it on Total Betty, but nothing like that in college. Yeah, our, um, anything like I think it was our business law professor made us take it. Mm. Yeah, I think I've taken like condensed versions of that. Yeah. Yeah, I... Is that that was a Bob, a Bobby question? <laughs> that good was question, a Bobby, Bobby question. Yeah, that was a good question, <laughs> Bill Bob. Uh, Randy wants to know: Do you think you could be the wife of a football coach with all the stressors, and when they're so intensely focused on the team and the time is limited, could you handle the pressure, <laughs> Vic? Huh. So it's basically: Would you be okay not seeing your husband all the time? Because I kind of live that already. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I don't know. I mean, do do they? does she get to travel to the games with him? I would say probably, right? She watches every game, right? She doesn't yeah, stay home. I, I think so. Yeah. I I mean, if he's as hardcore as Eric, though, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could do that. And then as long as they've, she's 
seem like it's been a very long time that she's been a coach's mm-hmm. wife. So I don't know if I could do that. I mean, he's never home for dinner and just kind of missing out on Julie's right, life. Yeah, I know. I'm like right. torn because it seems like they have this like healthy sex life and they are, you know, <laughs> they love each other. They're into each other and she works really hard and he works really hard, but he's not always there and he is missing his daughters, her, the way his daughter's growing up. But also there's a part of me that's like, she is so supportive, like beyond supportive. And that is the type of person yeah. that I am. So like, whatever you want, I'll be there for you. And I think it would be fun and exciting to go to all the games with him and to see how he plays and to cheer him up if they've lost or to make him like, you know, pump him up because he needs that support. I I just, I think I could do it. It just would be really tough. (laughs) Yeah. I might be able to, but I don't know if I wanted to. Right. Like I would, would I I mean, if that's what he wanted to do, then I'm going to support him. But would I choose it? No, probably not. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's good that she has her own job now. Right. So she's not just there to be. Oh, she is there to support her husband, but she also is valuing herself and she does have a job, which I think is great. Yeah. Too. And she's a part of the community in her way. And the fact that she's working in the school where he's coaching and their daughter also goes to that school. So that's helpful. Mm. Right. You know, but I don't know. Sometimes I think about. Like, obviously, I'm not the wife of a football coach, but like, you know, on a much, 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 much lesser scale, like we podcast and Ant definitely rearranges his schedule a lot. And then I used to do pet sitting, which literally took up my life. And Ant would just, it caused a lot of issues because my whole, I would work full time and then be a pet sitter and be sleeping at houses and taking care of pets. And then Ant would support me. And so... That really has nothing to do with a football coach, but I'm like trying to relate to, you know, the how to no, deal you can when still relate to it. Just any, you can relate yeah. to it. Yeah. 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 Good question, Ran. Uh, this question is just for you, Vic, uh, since and Randy asked this. We know you lived in Texas. Was high school football a big deal? Um, the only thing I noticed about high school there is, is every, every house you pass by if your son plays in the team, their name was out there just oh. like on there, like Riggins and Saracen. And I'm like, wow, this really is like a big thing. Wow. Out there. Wow. But I never went to like a game or anything. But when we, yeah, you pass by schools. Yeah, definitely. You knew there was a high school football team going on. Um, there'd be a game because I'm like, what is this like a playoff or something? No, it's just a regular high school game. Right. Interesting. Wow. I like that though. Well, for Texas, well, no, I, I guess. do. I do. Like <laughs> yeah, I was saying for that over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did you have? We have this here, and I didn't have this when I was in school, and Liz didn't have it when you were in school. But now, when seniors are graduating, there's lawn signs. Did you have that in Texas or California? No. The only thing I did was when we graduated, we had a grad night, and we all went to Disneyland. Well, that's nice. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, we didn't have that. But now, like, again, this I've been noticing in the past two years, like around my neighborhood, there's just giant lawn signs that have the kid's face. And it's like class yeah. of 2020. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't have promposals. There was no such thing as promposals oh, yeah. when I was in high school. No. Was, you literally got called on the phone like, hey, right. you want to go to prom? 
And that was it. Now it's a big thing for everything. Huge thing. Yeah, the whole the whole thing is changed. And then Liz, you were telling us about the whole engagement thing, like in a party. After yeah. An so my, my sister's whole group of friends, all of the guys, it's funny. They, they all like tell each other, like when they're proposing to their girlfriends, I mean, it's just like, oh my God. and so eat. And it's been like the past two or three years, everyone who gets engaged, they like, everyone comes back and they like throw this big party with like invitations. I'm like, what? Like, it's sweet to think that, you know, that would be feasible, but you have to plan like the engagement and then you have to plan a party for the engagement. Like, that's a lot of work. Then what do they do? What do they do with the engagement party? Right, I guess maybe that's essentially that's to, like announce that you're right. getting married. This is the second party. I don't know if they do. <laughs> maybe they don't do an engagement party after that. And they just kind of do like a shower and that type of thing. But yeah, like my sister, they did that. Well, they didn't do it with friends, but like we did as a family went out to dinner, but like all of his other friends, my brother-in-law's other friends, everyone's planning these like elaborate parties for their friends to come and like celebrate their engagement. And like, while I think it's sweet, I think it's like just a lot of work to do that for all of those people. You know, I mean, a party yeah. to celebrate you're getting married. That sounds like a bachelor right, and bachelorette right. party. Yeah. And it just, it <laughs> but a party after a getting counterintuitive. Engaged? Like you could you could avoid this and just either have an engagement party or not. And not right after the, the day that you guys just got engaged. I don't know. <laughs> you have to put so much money into that. Besides, you're processing it like literally the next day. Oh my right, god! Right, right. I know. I kind of yeah. just want to be. Why like, would you party? You know, alone. <laughs> Enjoy the exactly. moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They called it something. That's my sister crazy. said they call it something now. Like how it says promposal, it's something like an engagement soiree, or I don't know what it's called, but something like that. Oh, I need to yeah. research this. <laughs> yeah. We need to. I need to know the the actual term of this. Uh, Lisa and Nicole, they're both newbies, so they sent us their thoughts. Lisa says, "I like the talk with Tammy and Tyra, but I don't care about her character. <laughs> I'm sorry. I also don't find Taylor Kitsch attractive, at least not in this. So I'm probably in the minority. Oh, That's okay, Regan." <laughs> I know. Uh, she also says, I really don't like most of the kids because of the things they do. But then I need to stop and remind myself they are in high school and should be spending the time fucking right. up right now. <laughs> I really don't like Lila and Tim because I don't like cheating. It's one of those things I just never see the romance in because it's always a terrible mm. thing to do. And having been on the other side in a cheating situation more than once, it really sucks. Uh, agreed. Oh. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah, agree. Yeah. All of it. Um, I just, I find it, I just laughed so much when she says she doesn't <laughs> like Tyra, doesn't find Taylor Kitsch attractive, doesn't like most of these kids. <laughs> she doesn't like no one. <laughs> Not even Jason Street. I uh, mean, how can you hate Golden Boy? I mean, Tammy? Matt? And Matt. Matt's such a good kid. <laughs> I yeah, I mean. But yeah, Lila and Tim, it's, that's, it's tough. Now, Vic, yeah. we know your feelings on mm -hmm. Lila. What are your feelings on Tim? See, I, I see Tim like that, that kind of like jock that's a jerk sometimes, you know, he's got his buddies, but he only lives with his brother. He doesn't, he doesn't seem to have parental figures. I mean, his brother's just kind of like him, just older, you know, but I do yeah. notice when it comes to the coach, he has a very soft side. Like I had never seen 
Tim cry and now all he does is right even walking into the rehab room he like like he he breaks down he just he got torn down as soon as he started walking in the room and yeah he he is super emotional and his best friend having such a traumatic thing happen to him I think brought it out because if Jason just would have went along you know none of this would have happened I don't think we would have seen the soft side of Tim yeah yeah that's true I just see him like and I'm pretty sure the guilt eating at him but he has feelings for Lila and I feel like he's just kind of like stuck because he wants to be with her he loves his best friend and he doesn't know what to do and she doesn't make it any easier like oh we can't be together Tim but there you are yeah (laughs) Sorry, I don't I think it's not that it's one sided, but I feel like Tim is putting what much more weight into this than she is, at least at the moment. And as we know, she's in a relationship, so she can't allow herself to feel and get involved more with Tim. And even last week when she's like, what do you want to talk, Tim? You don't want to get to know me. Like, let's not do this. She's avoiding it because she's so guilty. But I feel like, and I don't, I don't ship them. And it, I, I want, my, I want more for both of them. And I want them to stop cheating. Yeah. And if, if this wasn't the situation where they had cheated, maybe I would have liked it better. But the fact that they cheated and I don't really like Lila as a character. So I don't want her and Tim to be together. That's just like my, my <laughs> humble opinion deep down yeah. in my soul. Like, no, don't date Taylor Kitsch. Cause I just don't want you to kind of like catty schoolgirl type deal going on here. No. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't like them together, but I mainly don't like them because of how it began. Right. right. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can keep saying, oh, he's your best friend and he's my best friend. Yeah, you could keep saying that. But is he really? Yeah. You're not treating him like one. Right. Right. Good point. Yeah. Uh, Nicole, she says, Buddy is annoying and I don't understand why he inserts himself with all this football stuff. He's not a coach or a parent. Stay in your dealership (laughs) lane. (laughs) Julie, Julie and Matt's conversations are super awkward but relatable, and that's how it went for me with boys in high school. Do you think Matt and Julie are going somewhere? Yes, I do. Whether do you ship them? I do ship them. After Bobby said that Julie is his least favorite character, I have my eye out on for her. Now the, the tea, tea with, with that, that, I was wondering mm. what that could be. I think they just both are young and innocent, and they don't know you know, what their hormones are telling them. And, you know, it just seems like they both have never been in an actual relationship before. So they do like each other, but I don't know where it's going. I feel like maybe in high school, I'm trying to put myself obviously back there, which it's been (laughs) quite a a number of years, but like, did it happen (laughs) that quickly? Or did you wait like the whole year until you kind of finally found each other in a relationship like you could like someone for like a year but like you can have a crush on someone for a year but not do anything about it so I don't know if we will get there with them in this season or if we're going to kind of play it out a little bit more I don't know I'm here for it I look forward to seeing what happens with them I love a little budding romance so just not Tim and Lila (laughs) (laughs) I'm there with you 
Matt is when he goes over to talk uh, to Coach about you know like fast like, up. Hey, how, how's dance lessons going? He's like, yeah. Uh, hey, Julie, how's how's rehearsals? How's rehearsals it's going? So cute. She feels like kind of awkward. She's like, oh, um, yeah, that's going great. Yeah. Yeah, I won. Yeah. What do you think of Julie, Vic? Did you have those passionate feelings that my brother-in-law had? Uh Well, see, the problem was when I messaged you, I said it. I wanted to see it as a fan and I just couldn't because she was so young. So I kept looking at it as a mother. Mm. So anytime she does something, whether it's good or bad, I always viewed it as a mother, no matter how much I tried to not. Because she's 15, right? Yeah. She's 15. Yeah. She's 15. Yeah. yeah. I know. Now Liz is just going to be like eyeballing mm. Julie hard to see what's to yeah. come with her. Yeah. I mean, her. so far we <laughs> haven't developed pretty much any of her character. I think she's the least developed out no. of all of them so far. So, yeah, I'm intrigued to see where we're going to go with that. And I wonder if because Matt is a part of the team that she is like the anti football, anti, you know, it, it's going to sway her not to want to pursue him because he is so heavily involved in football and he has a very close relationship with her father. So it could go a good, right. you know, could go either way with that. It could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, but that's all the questions we have from our listeners. Thank you, Thank you everyone submitting them. Vic, do you have any Final thoughts, questions for us? My only thing was, do you notice when Reyes went after Caster? Do you feel like he was just so, he was already so upset? Or was it because he was too afraid of Voodoo? Because I'm like, why didn't he beat up Voodoo? Mm-hmm. I viewed it as he was just so upset and maybe a bit of both, actually. He was so upset, but he knows he yeah. couldn't take Voodoo. So no. he just took right. on Caster. A weak link. Yeah. Agreed. That's what yeah. I yeah, that's how I felt. And then I just thought the scene where the three of them were together after they took him out, I'm like, why does she need to go? It could have just been the two boys. That would have been an amazing scene of just seeing them together. She just had to be stuck in the middle, just making it even more awkward. And he's like telling her, Well, you have to kiss him. So he's he's my boyfriend. I thought they were already broken up. I thought they had already ended it. And he's all confronting her and telling her, Why do you have to do yeah. this? I'm like, Why are you complaining? Yeah. Mm. yeah i know i mean right it would have been cute to just have the boys but of course for story we needed her to be in there to create tension and for us to just want to rip right. our hair out oh yeah <laughs> to not like lila even more yeah <laughs> it's really hard oh, it's lila. hard with that one yeah yeah but thank you so much for joining us vic i'm so glad you are our first patron i'm so on, happy uh, to this podcast yeah. and now you've been on all of them I asked you to make a yeah. podcast for the show. Remember, I'm like, oh you my did. god, when, when, when you need to make another podcast, please do this show. <laughs> I know. I'm glad we're here, and there's so many newbies, so it's nice to have one who has seen it, and yeah. we could talk about stuff on the side if needed, and catch different things. Even though I have to say, like rewatching, yeah, it you know, it still feels a little new to me. Like I know what's to come, but yeah. No, I, I feel newbie-ish because when I watch newbie-ish. the episode, I'm like, oh, I forgot this happened. Oh, I right. forgot this happened. I only remember major mm-hmm. things. Yes. Nothing yeah, little. Right. 
And I know yeah. how much I hate Buddy, but I mean, does anyone like everybody buddy? Hates yeah, exactly. buddy? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe people like love to hate him. I don't know. I have to put out a poll. I want to know if you like Buddy. Message <laughs> us. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah, I'm curious as well. But yeah. But thank you, Vic. We appreciate you. you. Oh, thank you so much. This is so much fun. That was so much fun. Vic has been with us for so long. For a very long time. She's like, we we like to say she's like the mayor of our <laughs> bed. She's like the mayor of the bed. Yeah, right? She's always so welcoming. She is always there to submit questions and comments. And she's so supportive. And we love you, girls. Yeah. So thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you. So some music in this episode. We had Whiskey Town, Primal Scream, Albert Lee, and Blue Merle. Uh, some quotes. I just wrote down two. I narrowed it down to two favorites. What do you have, Liz? Um, I had, excuse my pages. Oh, I had, so you're done with me. That was um, Tim. I also have, I love football. I love those kids. Yeah, that's what I had too. And then I have my man Riggs making the peace. (laughs) And uh, confused about what was right for the team and what was right was Matt. That was really good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not many quotes. No, but I feel like that last one from Matt is just a great statement for life. Oh, yeah. In general, how to live your life, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you have your MVP and she? I sure do. Oh, she's excited. <laughs> Look at her. She did a little dance. All right, let's do MVP first. All right. All right, here we go. Three, Three two, one. Landry. Woohoo! You know, we are the only ones that chose Landry. Really? We had three for Tammy, one for Matt, and one for Jason. Wow. I would have given a blue ribbon to Eric even. Yeah. Nice. I am so happy you chose Landry because this is like clear to me and I'm like, wow, no one else chose Landry. Yeah, I thought it was pretty clear too. Even Randy decided he thought Landry was going to be his number one pick. So yeah, I felt like it was pretty clear. He was a great friend for Matt and put him in his place. He's like, you need to be better. I don't care that the football is now your life. Like you also have friends and family that want you there and we want you to be supported by us and you you're getting yourself wrapped up in the team too much. Right. Exactly. I'm so curious on your shittiest. Uh Randy told me I had a clear shittiest, which I was like, I'm not like, struggling a little bit on it, but I think I'll go with it. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Three, Three two, two, one. Reyes. Yeah. So everybody chose Reyes, and I didn't because I think that was the obvious, obvious. choice. I went with Voodoo because you're a little shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I, I also disliked Voodoo in this episode, but... The lying coming from Reyes really pushed me over the edge. I was like, oh, you little shithead. 
Uh, yeah. But my blue, my blue ribbon will forever be Buddy Garrity because if without <laughs> him, we wouldn't have been in this situation. We're in this situation buddy, because of him. Oh my God, Buddy Garrity. I oh hate my him. Gosh. Yeah. He's not even a likable villain. He's just there and annoying. He's annoying. Was that Randy shittiest? Yes. Too? Uh, yeah. Shittiest was Reyes. He said, this is clear. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Not to me, but I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's go into a booster of the week list. Who are we supported by this week? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. We are supported by the freshman walk-ons who are Christopher, Asella, and Lou. Welcome, you newbies. We're so happy to have you. We hope we get to hear from you a little bit more. Um, Asella was very active in the Discord chat, so it was really nice to get to know her. But Chris and Lou, let's chat a little bit. I want to get to know you. We want to see what brought you to the network. And we're just really thankful that you're here. And we can't wait to have this journey with you. I love the name. Yes, if you're here, if you're listening to Talk in Texas Forever, reach out. Tell us uh, new boosters. I just I love that the freshman walk on. Yeah. Didn't didn't Boo Bob Bill Bob say that? Yeah, last he's week? where I got my my idea from. Super cute. Yeah. Before I give you the title for next week, just want to wish a very happy birthday to Lisa. Lisa to love. We love you, girl. We hope you have a wonderful birthday, and thank you so much for being part of the uh, the Betty crew here. Yeah, we super appreciate you. Happy birthday, girlfriend. All right, I'm going to give you the title for next week Let me get my and pen. a little look into next game's playbook, some words to get you there, the winning, the win, the winning. 1-7? Oh, my goodness. That's right. The title is Homecoming. Oh, well, this is going to be fun. The four words are... Oh, oh, I already am predicting things. Go ahead. <laughs> scouts. Party. Suspicion, appearance. Okay, scouts. I mean, that's an um, an obvious word. You know, scouts are coming. Who are they going to get for potentially college or going pro or something like that? They're going to go to, I'm assuming it's coming down to Friday night <laughs> again. So we're going to be playing and the scouts are coming to the game. Party, I feel like it is homecoming. For some reason, I thought Matt's dad is going to come home, like homecoming. Um, that was my initial thought, but then the, the my words don't really go with that. Um, but party, I feel like it, it's the homecoming party. A lot of schools do like big events and rallies and floats and parades and things like that for homecoming, which is so much fun. I mean, we didn't do that, but it was really <laughs> fun to see on television. Um, suspicion, suspish. Uh, I mean, I could go with Jason and the suspicion of what's happening with Lila and Tim, the suspicion that maybe that Tim and Lila have that Jason knows what's going on, um, an appearance. This could be either actually someone's focusing on how things appear. 
maybe Lila and Tim, like we can't act like this. We can't uh, appear to be romantically involved or maybe it's actually like so like shallow and it's about actually someone's appearance like maybe julie she's getting self-conscious about an acne pimple i I don't know like something like that okay (laughs) michelle's face is like cut it cut it um yeah so (laughs) appearance i feel like is with tim and lila it could very well be also with coach and maybe the appearance of how he'll look when it comes down to what happens with their W or is it, are we getting rid of it? I'm assuming yes, they're, they lost that game because of the voodoo shit. So anyway, good All words. Right. Well, we'll just have to see what happens. Good job. Liz. I enjoyed some of um, <laughs> your predictions there. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hey, listener. If you're enjoying this podcast, we think it would be super dandy of you if you left us a review. We would love it. (laughs) Rated us if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Right now, if you're listening, pause this episode, go and tap those five stars. It's fun. It's real Mm -hmm. fun. Only if you're enjoying, though, and then leave us a review. It helps the show grow, especially now. We're super in the beginning stages, and we want to get seen on those charts, and we would love more listeners to come find us. And I know we have a new review, Liz. Woohoo! Okay, our review comes from Meg Mahana. Meg Mahanana. (laughs) Texas Forever, baby. Five stars. Absolutely love this podcast so far. Total Betty is amazing. It was a blast listening through Let's Talk OC, and I'm currently also listening to Three Gossip Girls. Liz and Michelle are so funny, and I can't wait to see what they are able to pull out for Friday Night Lights. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Thank Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much. That's so sweet. And so if you, and this is us, I, it just makes me laugh now because one of our listeners, which I think he was just, you know, being, being funny. He's like, do you guys have it written out or do you improvise when you get into begging for the Apple podcast review? The bang. I'm like, right. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's clearly we're just bullshitting it. And so now that's in my head. So here am I um, begging for you to leave us a review. We are not that slick. We don't come up with funny things to say so. yeah and if we do it's uh just naturally we're just naturally uh, funny people i guess i don't that's know that's it <laughs> it's all natural baby mm-hmm. all right before we end i do have a football term in will's football poetry corner as yes. we now have named it the term of the week is qb1 oh Y'all know what QB1 is, but nobody can understand the pressure of it in Texas until you are QB1. Mm. Matt is succeeding on the field, but being QB1 means holding teammates accountable, and he still needs to work on that. Also, shout out in this episode to my favorite QB1, Peyton Manning. (laughs) I mean, isn't everyone's QB1? Peyton Manning is like the living legend of football, and he can't do any wrong. Yeah, Um, I think so. Thank you, Will. QB1, yeah, I I agree. Matt does. He needs to learn a little bit more about how he has to put his foot down with things and control the game a little bit because 
as we know, he's new. And and he says to Landry, like, I've only paid like three games. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like I'm not really, you know, I, as big as they say I am. But Landry's like, but you are QB one. Like, this is huge. So you have the title. Now do something with it. Right. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Thank you uh, to everyone joining us this week. Thank you for submitting your questions, your comments. Vic, thank you so much for continuing your support for the network. We truly appreciate it. Liz, thank you this week. Oh, thank you. You know, joining me as we host this uh, Friday Night Lights podcast. Next week, we are going live. It's a live show. So, uh, if you're part of the Patreon family, the Upper East Siders tier, you can join us for a live podcast, which means you can watch us as we record. I mean, how fun does that <laughs> Well, you get our f- real in-time reactions, raw yeah. footage, cat right. shitting, drink spilling, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, you get to see it all. It's fun stuff. Um, it is fun stuff. You get to chat yeah. with others who have the same love for Total Betty and for Friday Night Lights as you do. So if you want to join us, the link is in the description for the episode. That's right. And we'll also be live watching the episode before we record, which will be super fun. We'll be talking about it in the Discord. Yeah. So like Liz said, link is in bio. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at TalkingTexasForever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at TotalBettyPodcast.org. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora.